Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We honor you tonight and we praise you. I speak encouragement in this house. If you've battled with discouragement, feeling disillusioned, just bothered out of sorts, get back in the Word, seek God. But I speak healing over that. I speak encouragement. I speak joy and excitement. I speak new hope right now in Jesus' name. I speak life over letdowns. I speak peace over turmoil. I speak grace over weakness. I speak the mighty hand of God over whatever you're struggling with right now. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you that you're righteous. Thank you for everything you've done. We just praise you tonight. Just a moment in his presence. Just, just a moment in his presence. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Father. You are righteous. You are good. You are gracious. We praise and honor you, Father. We praise and thank you tonight. You are worthy. You are worthy of every good thing that we would choose to say about you. You are worthy of all the glory and honor and praise and strength and power and majesty like Revelation talks about. You are worthy. You deserve it. You deserve our praise. You deserve our lives. You deserve our devotion. And we thank you tonight. Just a moment longer in his presence. We thank you, God. We thank you, Father. Be exalted in this house. I thank you for everyone who's here. Those on the live stream, those in person, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, Father. We praise and thank you. Lord, I even, I even speak enjoyment and satisfaction in life as we draw close to you. Because scripture, scripture says you satisfy our mouth with good things. You know what's best for us, you know what's good for us, and you're always taking care of your people. No matter what the outlook is, what it looks like, you always have our best interest in mind and at heart. We thank you, Father. We give you praise tonight. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would someone make a good confession with me tonight? Would you go ahead and say, I believe, because God has a track record. Say, I believe, because he's always taken care of me. Say, I believe, because he said it. I believe, because I'm on my way to heaven. Say, I believe, because he's always done what he said he would do. Say, I believe, and that's why I'm a believer in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a clap offering tonight, if you would. <laughs> Praise God. Say hi to somebody. Say hello, and then we will get into the Word tonight. Honor your Word. Scripture says you created everything, and you do everything, and you uphold all things. 
by the word of your power. It doesn't say the power of your word. In the translation I've read, it says the word of your power. So your word displays, manifests, and fulfills your power, your word. And we thank you for that tonight. We thank you that you're not a man, you're not a human, that you should lie. We thank you that you keep your word. You protect your word. Scripture says you watch over it to perform it. Father, we thank you for that. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your character and your example and the person of Christ. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the living God in the flesh. We just honor you tonight, Lord God. Are there tough roads ahead here and there? Yes. But God has promised to take care of you. God has promised to straighten it out. Just keep seeking him. That's how you honor him. You seek him. And he'll take care of all of it. He'll take care of all the details. After all these years, I do so well in some areas. In some areas, he's still teaching me that. We have a tendency as humans to rely on ourselves. And I have to slow down, stop, and say, Lord God, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it in my own strength. I honor you. I'm not going to worry about it because you've taken care of it. And you've taken care of me. Father, we bless your name tonight. I thank you for your people. I thank you once again because you'll never break your word. And you'll never change your mind about us. We seek you tonight. As an act of our will, deliberately and consciously, we make an effort, Lord, and turn our eyes towards you. Some of you are in situations right now, and you say, man, nobody understands. Well, God does. God understands it completely. And I believe God is going to send you someone. If that's what you need, he's going to send you someone to talk with who understands very well, who's been through the same thing as you. Nothing like that. Finding empathy in a friend, empathy in another believer. I believe God's going to send you someone. Those of you, you say, man, I'm going through something. I, I feel a little alone in this situation. Number one, Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. But I speak by faith and I prophesy it to you. Very soon he's sending someone that totally understands in that situation. He's sending someone. They're going to say, you know what? I've been there. Hang in there. I've been there. Let me say this to someone tonight. This is vulnerable for me. You say, man, I've been through depression. Nobody understands. I do. I've battled through that before. I've battled through it several times in my life, and God has delivered me every time. And he's taught me joy in the journey. He's taught me joy even through the toughest of days, the days that felt dark. You say, depression's weird, though. It's like everything's pretty okay, and it just feels tough. God says, I am with you. And he says, here's what he says in his word. Weeping. Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. The sun is rising on depression and anxiety in somebody's life tonight. The sun is rising, and there's nothing like a sunrise after a rough night at sea. There's nothing like a sunrise after a rough night in the forest, lost and cold. There's nothing like the sunrise when you've been through it. The Lord would say to you, son and daughter, I am with you. I have not changed my mind about you. 
I'm healing you, I've delivered you, and I'm teaching you. I want you to begin to praise Him in your life for God counting you worthy to go through things that are going to better your character and improve you. Because that's what it is. Everything that happens, you say, well, why did God allow this? He's improving you. He's making you better. There's going to be suffering in life. There's going to be uncomfortable situations. There's going to be times you feel lonely or hurt or heartbroken or disappointed or anxious or go through some depression and heaviness. Man, can you imagine John the Baptist in the prison cell? He said, he said man, send word to, to Jesus. Is he really the one? He was, he was down and out to be asking that because he prophesied that Jesus was the Son of God. He knew, but even he had his tough moments. He'd been through it. He knew he was headed for death, and he was being held in prison. God says, I'm with you always. Jesus said, I'm with you unto the end of the age, forever. He's with you through it all. Be encouraged tonight, saints of God. Encourage yourself in the Lord because he is strong, and he still delivers. His arm is not shortened. His arm is not weak. He will save and deliver. You'll see. You'll see. And he's sending the right relationships to your life. I believe there's somebody here in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need a friend in the faith. God's sending them to you. God's sending them to you. A good example, a friend who will encourage you. Scripture says that in friendships, iron sharpens iron. Sparks can fly, but you can stand together. And serve God and encourage each other in your walk with God. God is with you, people of God. Don't you forget that. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this house. Thank you for your people, Lord. Thank you for your promises and your protection. Thank you for your peace. And like the old song used to say, he's working it out. Lord, we know you're working it out. We know you're working it out. We thank you, Father. You're working all things for our good, Romans 8, 28. You work all things for the good of those who love, those who love God and are called according to His purpose. We bless Your name. We worship You tonight. And we give You glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, Amen. Y'all go ahead and say hi to somebody. Give them some love. And then we'll get into the Word. Hello, hello, hello once again. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Did you enjoy the Easter weekend? Those of you that I think most of you were there. Powerful, man. God was moving. He's, man, he, he spoke to me directly um, Saturday night at the Spanish service. This, and here's the, here's the crazy thing. You've got to remember this. 
this service is very important for lots of reasons. Not only for your lives and my life and us worshiping together as the family of God and the body of Christ, but this service helps to prepare the atmosphere for the next service. Dad's always said that, and it's true. Man, God moved Saturday night in here in the English, but then, man, by the time Spanish came, Oscar couldn't even, he couldn't even preach. Man, God's spirit fell, and he began to prophesy and lay hands on people and pray over the sick and all kinds of stuff. And he never even got to preach. And the, the worship team just, I think they went about an hour and 40 minutes just playing. So it was, it was really cool. So praise God. I just need to tell you this. Thank you for your faithfulness. Don't you for a second think, oh, man, no, nobody's noticed that I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best and I'm wanting to be an example, want to do right. Most importantly, God notices, but I notice. And others around you notice. And you are examples. All right? You are examples. Hang in there. Hang in there. Be encouraged, people of God. God is with you. Thank you for being examples and thanks for walking in love and thanks for being part of this church that this church I, I say loves to love we do people come around and they tell me about y'all and they go man this church is so full of love and, and everybody was so nice and that's how we roll man that's how we roll so does anybody have any good news tonight good news no pressure but I bet there's some in the house I bet there's some good news in here Anybody at all? What do you got? What do you got? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Ms. Norma's other car, long story, the engine went crazy uh, through no fault of her own. And somebody blessed her with a brand new car debt free right on the heels of that. So, you know what, sis? When you sow, you reap. You're a big giver. And that was one of the words that God spoke to me Saturday night. It was talk, the man of God was talking to me about pouring out the oil and the anointing that God's given me. I, my goal and my purpose and my passion is to pour it out on y'all and teach and love y'all and be an example and do my best with God's help. And when you sow, you reap. And that was one of the words given to me, and I share that with you and everybody. Guys, remember, you say, oh, sowing and reaping, that's just money. No, that's that. Sure. But it's also just giving. It says you, what you sow is what you reap, right? So give and it shall be given to you. Even love and time and availability and kindness and money and everything else. So anybody else? Good news. That, that was really good news. Anybody else get a brand new debt-free car the past two weeks? Hey, my love. Pastor Jen is headed to Egypt. <laughs> Golly. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thanks for your support. Man, that's a big deal. Here we are. We meet. We, we, we're not world famous here. This church isn't famous. We know God moves here and speaks to you. But here we are on the, here, here we are on the south side in Hobbs, and God is moving among the women and among us and among the men and among the youth and kids and sending one of the pastors to Egypt. And it's one of her dreams since she was a teenager for God to send her to minister to the heartbroken across across the planet and and egypt is located in the 1040 window that's latitude and longitude it's 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 a, a region on earth that is the least reached for jesus so that is in what we call the 1040 window they've heard the gospel the least many people have never been exposed to it but let me tell you something about what's happening in muslim countries right now it's been going on for years 
Jesus is appearing to people in dreams and visions and pointing them and say, go see my servant. Like, That's your servant? I didn't even know. Yeah, well, they had to be secretive or they'd get their head cut off. But Jesus is showing up and saying, I am God. I'm not some prophet only. I'm God. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I'm, I'm speechless. And you know how hard it is to render me speechless. But yes, ma'am. Oh, that's right. They've been praying for like 10 years to have the women's get together in conference in Egypt or longer. Longer, Pastor Jen says. 10 plus. Oh, we we can just you guys saw it. You ladies that were here. Y'all said, let's have a flourish night. And it wasn't just like that. But Pastor Jen and and her team planned it. Y'all had 400 women show up and men here to support you. You, can, let, me just, let me just say some stuff here. We love our Muslim, our Muslim future brothers and sisters, but that is such an oppressive regime and Sharia law. Men are allowed to beat women in public. They're allowed to kill their wives. They're called honor killings. They're little sisters. There's been situations where someone said, I'm not marrying that guy. That guy's... An old, dirty old man, I'm not going to marry him, you know, in an arranged marriage. And the dad said, all right, and drowned his daughter because they, they wouldn't go through with it. Ladies, look, I know it hadn't always been easy for you here, but it ain't nothing like Islam. And look, are there decent people who actually are, are Muslims? Sure. And I pray that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. I pray that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. They've been praying for years for that to happen. and We're proud of you, baby. We love you. You go in peace and go with God's hand right on you. Anybody else got good news tonight? Anything else? You know, I'll just keep going with good news here. Testimony time. Anybody else? Anything else? Going once. All right. Let's get into the word. First John chapter 3, verse 9. This is really good. This is John the Beloved. Um, I believe it's Second John refers to him. Yeah, as John the Elder. Man, can you imagine the guy? As far as we know, he was. I mean, it could maybe maybe it happened differently, but it sounds like he was he was the only disciple of the twelve, not including the women that were disciples and served in Jesus ministry like Mary Magdalene and Jesus mom and and other women there that served Jesus and believed. But John was there at the crucifixion. Right? Jesus told him, hey, by the way, can you imagine? Look at this. We just talked about women being taken care of and protected and, and honored and how God wants that because Satan has always hated women. But here, Jesus is strung up on the cross. He's barely able to breathe. History tells us they had to push up into those nail-pierced feet, holding them to the cross to be able to breathe. And he's struggling for breath. And one of the things he took care of before he died, in the moments before his death, he looked at his mom and said, hey, there's your son, John. And John, there's your mom. I got to go. <laughs> Take care of my mom. I, you know, I have, to, I have to redeem mankind and then go back to heaven. So take care of my mom for me. Uh, history tells us that John took care of her the rest of, rest of her life. Um, they may have even gone to Ephesus together 
but John treated her like a mother. And I guarantee you, John did what Jesus said. And here he is writing this epistle, this letter to believers. Someone say to believers. So he's talking about sin and holiness. They said, that's to the world. No, he's actually talking to believers. Say it one more time. Say, he's talking to me. Say, he's talking to believers. He's talking to me. So you are believers. He's talking to you. Verse 9, 1 John 3, 9. Those who have been born into God's family, that's you, that's me, do not make a practice of sinning. Hmm. Because God's life is in them. Let's keep reading. So they can't keep on sinning willfully, right? They can't keep on sinning because they're children of God. Let's keep going. So now we can tell, oh, this is where the this is where the tires meet the pavement. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Remember Matthew chapter 7? You will know them by their fruit. Doesn't matter how anointed someone seems or what they talk about or how good they look and how good they are at preaching. Gifts open the doors. They do. There's been some preachers, men and women of God, way more gifted than, than I'll ever be, with speaking, leading people to Jesus, but then they had no character. There's been other gifted believers. You say, man, they weren't, they weren't a preacher or teacher. They were wealthy. They were blessed. They had all these gifts, but they didn't serve God right. They weren't an example. So look, look again. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Matthew 7, you know a tree by its fruit. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. So you got to live right with God and you got to love other believers if you really belong to God. This is the message you've heard from the beginning. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean you don't mess up or sin. But we don't practice that lifestyle. We practice love and righteousness. Someone say love and righteousness. Y'all got that? This is the message you've heard from the beginning. This, is, this, is, this guy is speaking from a place of authority. He's called the apostle of love. We should love one another. Hmm. We must not be like Cain. You remember him? Who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. It did not take long after Adam and Eve fell from God's grace and were dismissed from the Garden of Eden. Banished is a better word. It didn't take long for sin to take over and start to create awful things. And did you know God warned Cain about this before he killed his brother? He said, hey, this is my translation. He said, sin is basically waiting at your door, crouching at the door, but you can be its master. You can have self-control. God warned him. God's, God was still speaking to people at that time. It hadn't been long since the fall, but people were falling further and further away from God said, we must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was righteous. Hmm. He was jealous of him. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. I know that's not fun. I know some personalities in here, some more than others. We just want to be liked by people. But there are those that are just never going to like you. In fact... There will be those in the world that hate you just because you're a believer. You've heard me tell stories about that, that people just didn't like me. I've always thought I was pretty likable. Some people may not like my personality. It may be too much sometimes. But I've always thought I was pretty likable and caring and loving. But there's just been some people who just didn't like me. They're like, mm, I don't like you. I'm not buying it. I don't care. Whatever you're selling, I ain't buying. <laughs> I don't like you. And I've had people, I won't get into all the instances, I've had people just dislike me or hate me 
just because they knew I was a believer. There was something about me they didn't like. Well, praise God. That's between them and God. Don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. How can the world system love you anyway? You are opposed diametrically to everything that they stand for. You are a complete opposite of the world system once you've accepted Jesus. How many in here believe this, this book is true? Everybody in this house, huh? You're in trouble with the world then. They don't like you. That was kind of a trick, wasn't it? Kind of a trap there. Trick question. No, the world's not excited about you. There's stuff going on in that trans movement where they are actually targeting Christians. They were calling it the Trans Day of Revenge. Is that crazy? Now, here's the deal. Let me lecture you for a minute, like a professor would. Don't you ever stop loving people, period. We love transgender, straight, heterosexual, homosexual, lesbian. We love people who identify as whatever they want to identify as. That's between them and God. I say it over and over again. You don't have to agree with people, but you can accept them as a person and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Now, once you disagree with them, and some of these movements, these satanic movements, that's what they are, and I'm going to call it that, they will hate you. They will hate you. Just get ready. But don't ever be discouraged. Don't let people push you away from God. Don't ever let people get you into a cycle of intimidation where you're just trying to appease them because that's what's going on now with the trans movement and all that. Well, if you say something, you'll get canceled. Then be canceled and thank the Lord that you, he saw you fit and worthy to be persecuted for his name. Don't be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Let's move on. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, huh? look how simple this is. It proves that we have passed or crossed over from death to life. How hard is that sometimes? You say, man, I, I, I'm trying to love them. They just get on my nerves. That's okay. You can still love people. Just some people you just don't hang out with all the time. That's okay. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is what? Dead man, dead woman walking. The living dead. A person who has no love is still dead. You don't have a heartbeat for Jesus. You don't. You're not walking in love. Look at this. Anyone who hates another brother, he takes it to the next level now. John takes it to the next level. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. Where did he get that kind of doctrine? Well, the guy, God in the flesh, Jesus, his teacher, his mentor, his rabbi who taught this, said, if a man looks at woman with lust, he's already committed adultery with her in his heart. Jesus always dealt with motives, didn't he? Always dealt with motives. Same thing for women. Some women have looked at men with lust. I don't know if it's as common as men looking at women, but, you know, ooh, my goodness, pining away, swooning, right? Wow, he's just so desirable okay i'll just let that settle i don't know why but just like a grenade but see john is continuing what his rabbi our lord jesus what he taught and that is the motives of your heart show who you are anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart and you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them I've told you stories of people on their deathbeds hating, hating, hating people over stupid things and dying like that. That is terrible. Can you imagine? That is not worth it. 
Nobody is worth me going to hell over. Can I get an amen? Nobody. I'm going to heaven. You're coming with us in Jesus' name. We're all going to heaven. We're going to walk in love. We're going to forgive. We're going to overlook faults. Man, you know God was dealing with me about something today, and that's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know what he was dealing with me on? I'm going to tell on myself. I don't know if it's going to make you happy or, or teach you something. But when I'm going through a battle, I am naturally a little defensive. Maybe a lot. My wife sees it more than anyone, bless her heart. I'm a pretty good guy to live with as a whole. But when I'm struggling, I am naturally defensive. Uh, defensive and stuff tends to offend me more than usual. I'm insulted a little easier. But you know what the Lord told me today? And it, man, it was out of the blue. I kid you not. I, always, I don't know why we say out of the blue instead of out of the red or out of the pink. But we just say out of the blue. Clear blue sky, I guess. I don't know. Out of the blue. I wasn't thinking about anything. And the Lord said, you know, if you're walking in love, you don't take offense easily. I went, oh, man, my ears wilted. I was driving in the truck and like a puppy or something, my ears wilted. I was like, Lord, help me. I don't want to be easily offended or easily insulted. And I know there's other factors there. God, God's working on some stuff in my life right now. But, man, I do not want to be that way. I want to live like Jesus, man. I want people to say stuff and me to go, okay. I want people to speak the truth to me and me go, all right, whatever. Praise God. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Hmm. True love, Jesus said. Real love is somebody laying down their life for others. Jesus himself said that. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Can you imagine being on the cross? And I don't know exactly how it went down because we don't know everything that was on Jesus' mind, just the things he talked about and what God's revealed to us through his word. But I wonder if every face of mankind in history flashed through his mind all at once. I wonder if he saw everyone who had ever committed a sin before and who had committed sin at that time and who had committed sin by even crucifying him. And did he look down the corridors of time and see us and say, man, they're going to commit sin too, but I forgive all of them. And sin was all personal to God. Scripture says this is hard to comprehend in in some aspects. Maybe you get it quicker than me. But all the sin of the world came on him. Scripture says he became sin for us. He became a curse for us. How did he become sin? We must have taken on every sin in the history of mankind. But in the midst of it all, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. And then he said, Lord, forgive these people because they don't know what they're doing. When they crucified the Lord of glory, they did not know exactly what they were doing. So because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Let me tell you right now, as your pastor, as your friend, as your brother in the faith, that God is working on me constantly about my love walk. And if it matters to him, it matters to me. Let me hit you guys real quick. I feel a quickening of the Holy Spirit right now. There are several of you in this room that need to, you need to forgive somebody. You need to forgive somebody. That's nothing to be ashamed of. It is the human condition. In fact, huh, I'm going to stop at 1 John 3.16 tonight. We're going to stop right there. 1 John 3.16.
we're going to stop there. Would you give me some sweet, soft worship music of any kind? Yeah, instrumental, whatever you got. Would y'all stand to your feet tonight? Man, I, I can't shake it. Lord, I was not planning that. Hmm. You can bow your heads and close your eyes. You can look. It doesn't matter. This is the human condition. You can seek God. You can talk to him. But there are several people in here, I believe, who need to forgive someone. And it's time. Don't you wait. Don't let the sun set on your wrath again. Don't let the sun set tonight, you having not forgiven this person or people. You say, man, mom or dad is not in the picture anymore. They hurt me. Or, man, they've died and moved on. They're, they're gone, but I still need to forgive or a neighbor, a friend. It's the ones closest to us, though, really, that hurt us, and you know that. If you need to forgive someone tonight, won't you walk up here and join me real quick? I want you to just face me. Come on up. There's several of you. I can feel it by the Spirit of God. There you go. Man, y'all got guts and courage. Don't be ashamed. Jesus talked about forgiveness a lot. Why? Because people need to forgive. You are a believer. You are a child of God. You are men and women of God, and it's time to forgive and stop making excuses. They will, yeah, Lord, look at what they did. Look at the sin we've committed. Every sin we've ever committed was personal to God. That delivered me from unforgiveness about 20 years ago. With someone I loved deeply, I was offended and hurt, and God said, you know, every sin you've ever committed was against me, and I've forgiven you. Can't you forgive them in this little area? Is there anybody else? Before I pray for everybody up here. Ooh, that, that is several people. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. That's right. Good choice. Amazing grace. God's shown you grace and empowered you. Now you need to show people grace. Empower them to move on. Help them to move on by forgiving them. Oh, God is doing something in y'all's hearts, right? Everybody in this house, go ahead and raise your hand. God... I can feel God's presence. He's, he's working in hearts tonight. I don't usually do this on Wednesday nights. This is special. Mm. Lord, what are you up to? Lord, what are you up to? Lord, what are you doing? What are you up to? My God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship him right where you are. Whether you're in your seat or up here and you need to forgive someone, I want you to whisper that to the Lord right now. You don't have to tell me their name. Whisper it to God. Say, Lord, I forgive so-and-so. It may be yourself. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, for holding a grudge. I forgive. Just whisper it to him. Nobody has to hear it. That's none of my business. Say, Lord, I forgive them for doing that. That was personal or they hurt one of the people I love, or they hurt me, or I need to forgive myself. Whatever it is, you forgive. True love forgives. There's a lot of things that true love does, but true love, brother and sister, true love forgives. And you go ahead and forgive. You say, man, it may be my wife, my husband, my friend, my whoever. You forgive them tonight. It's time. We're not going to move on anymore without you forgiving. You need to forgive. Lord, and I cleanse my heart by the blood of Jesus right now and by your spirit, 
there's anyone I need to forgive, bring them to my mind, Lord. I want to walk in forgiveness constantly. I'm not going to hold a grudge against anybody. No way, no how. It's not worth it. Lord, all over this house, in Jesus' name, we forgive. Go ahead, even people in your seats tonight, say, Lord, I forgive so-and-so, whoever it is. Say, I forgive. Go ahead. I forgive. And say, Lord, I'm sorry for walking in unforgiveness. Now forgive me for holding a grudge. Tell the Lord. Go ahead. Oh, praise God. This is liberating. He that the Son has set free, Scripture says, is free indeed. You forgive. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you have the capacity, the ability, the God-given presence and ability and state of mind to be able to forgive. That's walking in righteousness. You're right with God, so you forgive. It is the right thing to do. It's what God does. Because if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. Go ahead, people of God. Just, just a few more moments. You forgive. Father, we forgive. And Lord, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for forgiving your people. Thank you, God Almighty. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving us. All the mistakes we've made, the sins we've committed, thank you for forgiving your people. God, we thank you. Mm. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory tonight. Mm. We forgive. Nothing will keep us from getting to you and being in your presence, God. Nothing will block your blessing. We will not allow it. We will not permit it. We forbid it. We stop it in Jesus' name at the root. We will not allow anything to mess up our walk with you, Lord. We forgive tonight, and we thank you for forgiving us. Oh, we give you praise. Mm, we give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. You're freeing people tonight. Thank you, God Almighty. Forgiveness. The purity of the blood of Jesus. The purity of your motives and your intentions and your thoughts found in your heart, found in your word, God. That's what we want. Now that we've forgiven, we cast out any spirit of the enemy that has tried to oppress us or whisper lies to us. We cast them off in Jesus' name. And we put on the armor of God and we loosen the spirit of God and truth and love power and a sound mind. Any spirit of the enemy that's tried to take residence in our lives or oppress us or be at our homes or be, be whispering in our ear, Lord God, we cast off and we cast out right now. And we renounce in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we believe.